back to Free Game. Uh, today we got a special guest. We got Tony Sosa and we got Danielle Graves. Tony Sosa is an author and a witch. Danielle Graves is a psychiatrist and a witch in the making. I'm a mental health counselor. Mental health counselor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I fuck it up all the time. <laughs> and a love coach. And a love coach. Ooh, a love witch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a love witch. A love witch. Yes. Uh, scary. So we're just going to kind of start this one off hot, guys. Um, I just know on the way in, Jeremy, I've been fortunate. I've known Tony for a while, man. Um, he actually wrote a script still to this day. Nothing ended up happening with it, but it's the most impressive script that I've been a part of. Um, he created like a whole language. And oh, it was, that one. I bro, had. that was so cool. It was like. That's going to get revisited for sure. What? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was so dope, man. He created like this whole language. Um, and then he's just constantly teaching me stuff about magic and, and how to acknowledge and then awaken it within. Um, and Jeremy, I know, is, is, his mind was just blowing up on the car on the way here. So Jeremy, start off. I feel like a magic virgin. <laughs> I've just never... Uh, no one I know does magic. Well, you know, I love magic virgin because, you know, I don't know. I like Tony, to get closer to the mic. Oh, sorry. I like... Uh, oh, whoa. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's really loud. Um, magic virgin, just because, like, when people, you know, like the typical virgin sacrifice, and they're like, oh, well, I'm not a virgin. You can't use me. I'm like, actually, virgin sacrifice means virgin blood which means ma blood that has not been drawn for magical purposes. Boom. So technically, many people count for this. I just, I, I just, <laughs> like almost everyone. Pretty much a lot of people, I would say, you know, virgin sacrifice count for that. But you know, it's just me. Not that we do that. I just want to but I have to know, what is magic? I would say, and I could be misquoting it, but I believe Gerald Gardner said it, who's the founder of my tradition, I'm Gardnerian, and he said, magic is the art of getting results. And that's honestly the best way that I could really put it to you. Um, I mean, you could ask any witch, honestly, like, what is it that makes magic work? Like, how to? we couldn't tell you. We just know it, it does. You know, for some reason, it's the correlation, either if not using, you know, uh, you know, like they say, as above, so below. That's why we use materials or things that represent our goal. And uh, you use your imagination constructively in that sense, you know, to visualize that goal and by sheer willpower compare, uh, combined with the materials at hand, you, you're able to attain things. I can't tell you why it works. I really can't, you know, but I all, I just kind of feel like I've done it with them a few times. The shit is real. No, it is like, that's the thing. What it's, do you mean by real? I mean, as real as me and you sitting here, I mean, it's not, you know, no one's levitating because magic always coincides with nature. There's, right. You know, there's nothing. Okay. That, yeah. There's nothing that will happen that will go against the laws of nature. So it's not it like supernatural. That. It's natural. Right. I mean, people call magic supernatural, but honestly, there's, it's the most natural thing in the world. You know, kind of when we were in the woods, what we were doing, you know, if you were a conservative Christian, you'd be like, this is witchcraft. But I mean. I'm not really to me you know I mean this was just a very normal thing but that's because it's different for them right a conservative Christian calls power of prayer prayer when they get on their knees and ask a deity for, for a blessing in a ritualistic way mm -hmm. while people are dressed, dressed as druids and light incense mm -hmm. yeah, which that's is pretty, no fuck which is yeah, magic it's pretty yeah. weird in of itself I mean drinking the Bible's the filled blood, with eating the bread. absolutely I mean yeah. right eating the body mm -hmm. and drinking of the blood um, I mean Christ's birthday coincides with the winter solstice you know like this is these are not coincidences that happen which they chose after the council so, of Nicaea right it was very deliberate it was, it was for very pagans is that why yeah, it, yeah. Was, it made a conversion for the pagans easier and yeah. you know Rome needed to unify right. the empire under religion it was so, a political move a total political move and then Easter became spring even though Easter should have been the fall because mm -hmm. Jesus died in the fall there was no figs on the fig tree mm-hmm 
So they made it spring because it was easier for the pagans' rebirth. That's why they're yeah. bunnies. Mm-hmm. It coincides, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Jesus being born in the in the winter just doesn't even make yeah, any yeah. sense because they were talking about how outside the shepherds were watching the flock graze, and you don't do that in the middle of the winter. Right. So, <laughs> so there's, there's holes in the narrative already. Uh, but, I mean, Jesus was the greatest witch of all time, in my opinion. And 100%. That's why, yeah, that's why I tell people, what's the difference between flying on a broomstick and turning water to wine? There really isn't one. You know, it's, right, it's right. the same thing. So I, Jesus plus his own apostles, that makes 13, you know, full coven. You know, oh, wow. If you want to look at it that way, yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I've, I've always looked at the Bible as essentially a guidebook or a recipe book on how to do your own magic. And it is. It is. It is. It very much is. I mean, that's why the Psalms throughout hoodoo, voodoo, epiritismo, uh, you know, you use the, the Psalms as a spell book. You know, and for the longest time, the ancestors have acknowledged that. Like, they're like, this is a spell book. And I think that that is one of the things that makes magic so powerful in its ability to adapt. So even in when Christianity was taking over everything and they were trying to stamp out paganism and root all of this out, all they did was start to now mix biblical figures with their own folklore and magic. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why, again, in hoodoo, voodoo, you'll, they'll, they'll use saints. Even though a lot of times the saints represent uh, a lua or another spirit, but a lot of times they directly work with the saints because the saints are the spirits of, of dead, of dead people. So they petition these saints and get the saints to work for them. And I mean, they get results. And that's why I say magic is the art of getting results. If you're not, if what you're doing is not working, why are you doing it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something wrong. But if I, you know, let's say I do a work, we'll call it work. I, I do a work and what I want happens and then I do it again and then what I want happens again and so on and so forth like how many times can you do that before you not think okay this is obviously working or yeah. before something you're something crazy for ignoring right yourself. exactly like there's something to this if so. which again if, if, if a Christian is comfortable praying and, and hoping for results they should be comfortable doing magic they should be comfortable doing magic but I feel like when Christians pray they don't actually expect the results and I feel like that's why it doesn't work. Well, I grew up Catholic, and they would do, you would kneel, mm-hmm. the priest would be up on the altar, mm-hmm. holding up, the you U- know. The Eucharist. The, the Eucharist, uh-huh. yeah. And then there would be chimes, mm-hmm. and they would light incense, and everyone would be saying a prayer mm-hmm. together. And yeah. I always thought that was so weird, because mm-hmm. all of these, like, magic is weird. middle-aged white people <laughs> who are dressed like all this are just Doing a acting ritual. like nothing's going on. And I'm like, what? fuck is this wow. you know what i mean no 100 so yeah. when you break it down like that it is kind of already magic well i mean you who grew up catholic i mean just look mm-hmm. up catholic folk magic okay you're gonna your head will explode well think about was, exorcisms too yeah magical as like they're mm-hmm. pulling out demon like mm-hmm. people believe in that but then if you take them to the woods and do a, a chant they're like what the fuck oh that's doing? evil it's just like, like what are you talking it, about so the well, setting is evil i don't understand <laughs> like it's yeah. just like what's the difference between doing it in a church and doing it in the middle of the woods like it's mm-hmm. yeah you know, I feel like it's just perceptions of that, you know. It's and the media's way of painting it as well, with blood sacrifice, bloodletting. Yeah. Like, how do you, what kind of magic is that? Blood sacrifice? Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so I am also an aborisha in, in Santeria. I happen okay. So uh, basically what that means is uh, you could look at it as like a dedication to the first steps into becoming fully initiated into, into the religion. But in Santeria, uh, animal sacrifice is a part of the religion as it has been for since, you know. Since the Bible. Even before that, you know, the Lamb of God. Yeah, even they even do animal sacrifices in the Bible. That's what I'm saying. Is they do sacrifices. Well, the word sacrifice means to make holy. So, in that idea, it's it's not oh let's just kill a goat. You know, it's a very because we have such an understanding that life is life and it's very precious, it's very sacred. So the act of releasing life, you know, so there's a lot of explanations for it. So they'll say, for example, um, 
the Orisha feast on life, which is the blood. We feast on death. That's why we eat the body afterwards. Mm. So the act of letting that blood is so powerful. It's such a powerful thing that that is what allows this energy that we'd call Orisha or Lua, whatever, to come down. Or the Holy because, Spirit. From you know, the or let's say the Holy Spirit. It allows the spirit to come down. Because it's the same thing. Mm -hmm, life begets life, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, that, it's that same. It's like that kind of a cycle. So, I mean, I don't believe in, like, torturing and killing animals or anything like that. But, I mean, yes, there is there is a place for, I guess, blood sacrifice, if you want to look at it like that. But it's done with the utmost reverence and respect. And um, my padrino actually told me that in some beliefs, uh, they believe that the animal being sacrificed goes straight to Olodumare or to the source and bears witness to to the ritual that it gave, that it gave its life to. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to like when Native Americans go hunting, something similar to that. We were talking about that in the yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. How when you kill something in, in the Native American culture, you have to use every single part of that animal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. yeah so you have to eat all the organs. Everything. Use yeah. the antler, whatever you can, is, so nothing goes to waste because it's exactly. about understanding the, the hide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from the cold. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, Life it's not precious. wasteful. It's not wasteful. It's not, we right. don't, it's not killing for sport. No. You know, and it's that's killing for utility, for need. You know, and you can't avoid that at times, you know. No. And it's the same thing sometimes with blood sacrifice, you know. Not all the time the Orisha call for blood. That's not what it is. Nine times out of ten, you know, it could be they love fruits and all these other kinds of ebo, which you call, you know, offering. Ebo can be given in a lot of different kinds of ways. But when blood is called for, it's usually because of something really significant. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, my mom's, you know, has, I'm not going to never wish on my mom, but, you know, something happened to my mother and I need, so, okay, the Orisha will say, well, this is, very huge so we're gonna need you need blood for this and that's that's just what it, you know i don't know yeah. what i can put of it but that makes sense yeah it does yeah and in tony's book he has a line um it's it's not necessarily real for it but i love it it's uh your magicians are chosen ours are born or something mm. like that how how does that go so somebody like danielle that it just naturally comes to was like born right yeah Into i mean it. yeah i mean you'll get like a lot of like on the internet, people are like, oh, I'm a hereditary witch. And <laughs> like, I was just like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, it's just like, but I mean, yes, I mean, I do believe that there are people that are just innately born with that thing. I mean, but it's no more special than someone who's, let's say, naturally good at playing the violin or being a basketball player. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that not everybody can learn magic. Sure, you can. Right. But not everyone is, you know, all-star player, you know, so to speak. Right. Not everyone is... Not everybody's LeBron James. Not, right, not everyone's <laughs> LeBron. You know, and that's okay. Right, right. You know, and sometimes people feel like you're elitist for saying that. It's just like, but it's not. I'm saying everyone can learn it. I'm just saying that there are people who are naturals. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You know, but everyone wants to say, you know, Dika, that they're a natural. But you know, Jeremy, you'd probably be good at it because you get signs. Like I'm with you, and you get signs. You it's usually, it's usually people. Yeah, you have to be open to it. Um, and the other thing Tony always says too, like anybody that wants to learn it, is you have to be in touch with like your ancestors and your roots, mm -hmm. right? So essentially, the the theme of this weekend since it's been visiting is we've been talking about kind of like i don't know the, the i don't want to say evil but the disconnect of nature since the industrial revolution i don't want to create a boogeyman um or a race or anything but just the industrial revolution has disconnected people from their roots and what happens is we're completely dependent on these big fucking farms and these companies and and their job is to make money and we get mad that they put these i mean i get mad personally they put these hormones and these other shits in our food and they're altering people's brain balances and chemical imbalances and in their in their bodies and and mm -hmm. all this other crazy shit and what's happened is we've gotten away from from the actual land and the in in the roots right like white people in america think that their themselves just white instead of like celtic or yeah or like 
no, we, like you know what I mean. Like there's like there's like, like 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 yo, white people were doing crazy magic too. Like like the runes I just found out about, and like all this other crazy shit. And those people were super in touch with the land and sac like and all that. Like I feel and like community. you're well, yeah. America has its own culture regardless of what color you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, yeah. yeah, the Industrial Revolution, that's a good point. I mean, it brought all this, mm-hmm. all the microphones. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, so it's it, kind of... It has its use. It, it's got to exactly, be steered. Exactly. It's, it's like, it's like a, you got to steer it down the fucking mountain. And it, we've gotten too far away, right? So I, I always go back to the Bible. You know, the, the book of the Bible, and to recreate the Garden of Eden, you have to toil the earth. We've gotten away from the earth. If mm-hmm. human beings have a special role, it's, we're the earth's caretakers. Mm-hmm. The, if not even caretakers, regulators, right? Mm-hmm. We more yeah. or less... Did, good or bad i'm not saying it, it's either but we basically decide what animals live and die yeah what crops are grown it's kind we're, of been we're our the role. top of the mountain for evolutionary biology we and and we've gone away from it and exactly. we have these little dweebs not that they're bad guys <laughs> that are like running the world There's the warrior poets are supposed to be like the chieftains you know what i mean yeah and that's and that's where we've gotten away from mm-hmm. well remember we talked about uh, yes i think it was yesterday we were talking about how the bible says that god gave man dominion over the earth and I was saying, you can look at dominion two ways. It's one is I, how I like to see it is God gave man consciousness. We're the only things consciously aware of the world and the planet that we're living in. Therefore, the second half of dominion is responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because we're conscious, we have the responsibility to take care of mm-hmm. the world that we're being put in. Because I mean, in, in very much ways, like you were saying, we decide who lives and who dies. You know, what crops grow, what grow. You're being God. Right. You know, at this point, man has has become God in his own environment shaping the world around him as he sees it you know that's the other thing of as above so below it's as I see the world so it is right but people see the world a certain way and they think that's that's what it is but then you have people like us who kind of sit here and go wait a minute there's a greater picture to this you know there's something more to this right and it's just looking at things objectively too Um, and it kind of goes back to what you said before right like the church oftentimes prays to saints it's similar to Antonio. Whenever you want to learn magic, um, Daniel and I have been here, and essentially, like Antonio says, the first people you go to is the ancestors. Always, they're the closest. Always, right? So the saints would be like the next, right? Mm-hmm. Like God's like the farthest removed. Mm-hmm. That that would be like being in a company, and being, yeah, and being in the bottom CEO. floor and going to see the CEO of a billion right. dollar company. Like, yeah, all right, buddy, go talk to your boss first. Mm-hmm. And then he like gets relayed up the the chain, which makes sense. Yeah, like I was talking to Luke about uh, Olodumare in the African mind, which is which is which is what we would call God, but it's it's everything itself. You cannot conceive Olodumare, mm-hmm. right? And they also believe Olodumare is very old. Which all so religions say you can't conceive God, right? You can't conceive God, but yet God is helping you pass your math test. But that you can't go to Olodumare for that. You know, you can't conceive that. So in the African mind or in these tr- in these in these religions, you have emissaries of God, which are manifestations through nature that we can understand that we call Orisha, you know? Okay. So it's like, uh, I was telling her, it's like, you know, if you want to understand the deepness and the vastness and the creation of God, that's the, you see the sea, the ocean, we call that Yemaya, you know, or the passion that makes life, that brings life, the, the pleasure, the good things in life, the Oshun, you know? And these are things that we could see and understand and they act as what we would call God, but it's not the God, if that makes any sense, yeah. you know? So it's like, I, and I feel like that makes sense to me. Like, yeah, if God could not be conceived. Why the hell would God care about right. what the hell's going on on Earth? You know, it makes sense that He has things acting here almost to to regulate and monitor what's going on. And if you want to look at it in the Bible, the Bible or the book of it's no longer in the Bible, but the book of Enoch talks about there were watchers, and that was their role. Aliens, as well. yeah. So <laughs> aliens were here to to watch and what was going on and monitor and regulate. You know, and mankind worshipped them as gods. 
but that's not what they were and they never claimed to be that right, right. so we you know we just we'll be like that. dogs look at us like gods we probably look at them like gods absolutely right? absolutely i mean if, that's actually funny to use that example because i mean think about it you as a person you could raise or me i have a dog i could raise percy's and Percy's can give me puppies and puppies and puppies. And in my own lifetime, I'll be able to raise all of those dogs. And they'll never see me age, right? So it's almost like from the dog's perspective, I'm immortal. You know, like I right, live forever. Right. Like I have raised generations of, of these dogs. But, you know, and it could be on the flip, uh. the same thing with these beings. It's not that they don't die or they're that immortal. It's just they live longer than us for sure, you know. And who knows? It could be the same. Well, age is connected with time. And, anyway. and age is connected with time anyway. So in the Bible, people are living for 900 years. So they have time to that too. Right. You know, and, and again, if there are these beings, then presumably there's good and bad. Like there is in everything. Like in everything. In everything. There's always the balance to those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think she asked me yesterday, like if I believed in uh, the devil or like what was the devil or something right. like that. And it's like who defines the devil, right? Like mm -hmm. so, I don't believe in Satan. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I expect most witches do not believe in the devil. And that's why when people are like, oh, you get your, it's just like... That just doesn't make any sense. For the devil is a Christian concept. That's a Christian invention, you know. And even in the earliest version, but he's not even really mentioned. That's what I'm saying. It's just he's not a directly. <coughs> he's a church created. Concept. He's a church he's Christian a huge different, created. Huge difference between I, my issue, and we talk about it all the time. Yeah, Christ is cool. The church sucks. Yeah, the church is garbage. <laughs> That's <laughs> absolute garbage. But then they create things like the devil, something for you to be afraid of. But it's like I don't believe in that. It's like I was telling her. I think that if let's say you're doing a ritual if we're looking at it in a magical sense and you want to conjure evil and invoke evil spirits and you need to use the word satan to do that to help you understand what you're trying to connect with then fine and i think it will appear to you but i don't think that those energies or whatever is going to manifest is the actual like devil i think it's just evil energies that you're trying to align with and again if you need to call it satan lucifer whatever in order for you to to get that then whatever the words don't matter what you say to someone like danielle who's naturally like so when we went to Sedona, um, she found like, this Native American. He wasn't uh, technically a shaman because he was still afraid of death. And he said shamans can't be afraid of death. Um, so he said technically he wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, but he was like a guide. And um, Danielle was super like called to like her native roots, which, I mean, she kind of looks like she has it in her anyways. Of course. Um, how would she go about, obviously, I know you're going to like start teaching her and training her. Um, how would she go about kind of like... Yeah, how to get from like realization to reliving right it feels like there's this inner wisdom i'm tapped into now you're very well you're very wise i told <laughs> i told you that at, at, at the tree very 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 wise uh like i said in luke said in the beginning i think everything goes back to the ancestors mm -hmm. uh you don't need to i mean it's great if you know the ones that have gone before you by name that's always great to to know but i mean it's as simple as collectively addressing them uh if you do it in like the traditional Latin way, you know, like like a piritismo in that kind of way, it would be you set up the fuente, which is the glass of water. Uh, you have the white candle, white flowers. And every day you go in front of that and acknowledge them. You know, you talk to them as you would in life, like I was telling you the other day. And just that in itself, you know, and as you're giving the water, water is a portal to the dead. It's, it helps them. You have to change the water to make sure it's clear because that's clarity of the spirits. That's going to give them more clarity to communicate. You give them fire to guide them there and to warm them. You know, fire is also another conduit. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the more you do that, I promise you, you do that for a month, the way that the ancestors will manifest themselves is going to be absolutely mm -hmm. insane. You know, and it really, it just, it just speaks for itself. 
Well, in witnessing you, I was fearless because I saw that it's pure intention, right? It is. From the moment of putting the candle and the flowers, it's mm-hmm. you're honoring something that's forgotten. Right. That's There's something pure about that. It is. And then to just seek wisdom and community even when you're not physically with other people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're alone anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate the victim mindset people carry with them and this fear of aloneness, mm-hmm. but we don't have to be alone even when we're physically alone. Right. Which that realization, I think that's coming towards self-love because you can be self-fulfilled in your own space. Absolutely. But also tapping into something beyond us, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So They'll be like the ancestors with you and stuff like that. And, and for anybody that's listening, um, it's not clear yet. I just want to double down on it. Antonio is one of, if not the most knowledgeable person about the Bible I've ever met. So, him and I got tight because we were. <laughs> him, him and I, him and I got tight because we used to like when he wrote the script. Um, I made a couple references. He made a couple of references. It was like, oh, you don't just listen to what man's interpretation is. You read yourself. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of my favorite parts is Matthew chapter ten. Anybody that hasn't read that? Go read it and tell me it's not a fucking magic book. Jesus teaches the disciples to do everything he does mm-hmm. says you guys can do what I do and greater than I and greater than I mm-hmm. the whole point is it's it's within certain people and you can teach it and enact mm-hmm. it and and the church is the one saying not to do it not Jesus right <laughs> that's what I'm saying like Christ is cool mm-hmm. it's it's the people in the power that are telling you you shouldn't use your power it's like the mm-hmm. industrial revolution yo depend on us right they're moving everybody to the cities and off of the land so that they can buy the land and use the land mm-hmm. that they're getting you off of and telling you to get off no there's no reason for you to have that land cool come to the city and then they buy it Right. Hey, no, no. Th- th- there's no reason for you to, to look into your own magic, and then they and then they sell it to you with you getting on the knees in their chapel, doing their prayers instead of your own. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very, it's an intro. Like right, I, I always say like the devil's a liar, but that I always mean like the person who's controlling the narrative is twisting it for their own favor, and maybe, hopefully, you know they're fucking listen. Like yo, like trusting people. Like wa- watch Ride the Last Dragon, right? <laughs> like you just gotta trust. And like, yeah. Pe- uh, yeah, people are gonna fuck up, but it'll work itself out. It will work itself. I mean, and piggybacking off of that, uh, Jesus says you will do greater works than I. You know, He says you'll be able to look at that mountain and say, "Get up and toss yourself into the ocean," if you have the faith of a mustard seed. And we've talked about that before. And the faith of the mustard seed is knowing that it will work. And that's what divides to me prayer and spell work. Prayer is hoping and asking and hoping. Spell work is speaking, knowing that this is going to happen because I say so. And you know why prayer is like that? Because it's not the person's own. It's told to them by somebody else. It's not coming from their heart. And if you think about it, if you're constantly being told that God is, you know, away and kind of far, you're going to be like, please, I hope you're out there. Please, I hope you're doing. I hope if you're hearing me, it's just like nothing's going to happen that way. That's not what Jesus was saying. Think of how we would react to somebody's like that. Like, yo, man, get your shit together. Get and, (laughs) And who are you? so like to go back to the mustard seed because we recently were talking about we want to and I, I talk about it all the time with you and, and me and Danielle have been talking about it recently we essentially want to recreate our own garden of Eden right um, and by that I mean I literally want to buy like 40 acres and, and plant and in particular the mushroom um, and things of that nature but the masons um, which Antonio and I are both a part of um what they say, at least Manly P. Hall says, is the Bible is there's seven interpretations, mm. right? There's a literal and whatever. So, like, let's say in a literal sense, you have to toil the ground to get back to the Garden of Eden. You have to farm. Now, the mustard seed is constantly referenced to the way to heaven. Mm-hmm. So, if you toil the ground for your mind in a metaphor, 
you're getting your mind ready for the heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like another, when you just said that the mustard seed, I was like, oh yeah, right. That's the other, that's another part, right? You have to toil the ground. You have to constantly put the work in. You have to get that ready, which would be the metaphor. Um, that just kind of was connecting the dots on that. But like, yeah, we, we had uh, an absolutely wild uh, d- night in Stone Mountain last night. To say the very to least. To say the very least. Yeah. With absolute synchronicities and, and divine um, signs and confirmations um, for the entire time of it. And, and my passed away buddy, Heck, essentially fucking spoke to us. For like I don't know he did. Not like that, that was, for anybody that listening, was full like on 120%. Yeah, like full on I don't want to lose the magic and go through like the whole trip of it. And I mean that in multiple senses, right? <laughs> Turn the key in multiple ways. Mushrooms, obviously, guys. Every this is show, fucking, I don't hide it. Yeah. Um, but it was absolutely synchronized and powerful, and, and hopefully, we're gonna do him a solid. hundred mm-hmm. percent. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna create the Garden of Eden. Um, <laughs> it's listening. It felt like something's coming. You know, within like the next five years, like you know. It just better be prepared. Not yeah. relying on the system. It's not working. It's been breaking in front of our eyes. Absolutely. So even if it's not broken yet, I at least want to be somewhere where you're I'm like... You're seeing the cracks. You're yeah. like, you're like, uh, time to... <laughs> like, here, I'm in my safe ship, and I'm sorry you guys didn't build your house on the mountain. Instead, you built it on sands. I do not want to be on the sands. I love the fact that you said, I'm in my ship, because Jesus compared the last days to the days of Noah. Mm. You know, And he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. And I think that that's very relevant because, I mean, when you look at what was happening in Noah's day, you know, it was pretty much a free-for-all corruption. You know, humans were doing whatever. And then scripture goes on to say, and they were marrying and being given in marriage, and then sudden destruction fell on them. And I feel like if you look at just the way this country or just everything is just kind of going, it, it's kind of like that. Everyone's just kind of la, 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 living in their own thing. And it would make sense that out of the blue, everything just kind of falls on you. And it, it seems like it hits you from nowhere, except to the ones who have been paying attention. And we're like, I see, to the Noahs, basically, who were right. like, I see this impending doom coming on the way. It's time to build this boat, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know. And well, Noah was told how many years before, and he just kept building the boat, and like, all his and neighbors thought it was crazy. thought he was crazy. And he was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I got a sign. I follow my signs. Yeah, mm-hmm. God is telling me. And to. when they say, like, Jesus, you know, with miracles, to kind of keep tying this back in, um, the word miracle in Hebrew, which, again, the word miracle that we use now came after Christ's life. Mm. So the word miracle for Jesus's time was reading of the omens. Of the omens with the wow. signs. Mm-hmm. So if you re- look at the word miracle in Hebrew, it's reading of the omens, signs of victory. Mm-hmm. It's understanding the signs. It's it's seeing the sign, but taking action. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, anyone that's never read the book, The Celestine Prophecy. Um, you gave me that book a couple years back. It's, it mm. doesn't talk about magic at all, but it's absolutely, it can help you understand your synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of it is honor them, right? If you're, if you're thinking of your mom and your mom's favorite song, all of a sudden pops on the radio, give her a call. Yeah. There's probably a reason. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, I was just thinking of you, da, 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 da. And don't just think of that. It's like, wow, that's crazy. No, it's crazy to ignore it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to ignore it because the more you follow it, the more you find it. And, in math and science, if you don't, <laughs> like, if you ignore it, like, aren't, aren't you fucking crazy? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and we're so dependent on these people we don't know and assuming that they have the best intentions with our foods and our, and our lands. And, like, it's, it's just it's fucking crazy to me at this point. And, and I'm not getting out of the modern world, but I do want to create a little, like, community. Mm-hmm. 
I'm here for the commune. I'm glad we're all on board with the commune. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we're at with that. And then, um, and then I don't think you never ended up reading um, Tony's book, did you? Mm-mm. That was done. So anybody that, that hasn't, I'm going to kind of like tie this into that. And Tony, I'm trying to get Tony to actually move up here to Georgia. He's, he's based in Miami. Um, Tony Sosa. Uh, you like it? Yeah, yeah. I love Georgia. Really? Yeah, I, def- I have my heart set. I was already talking to my boyfriend. Dude, there's a lot of land, too. I know, a lot bro. Of places. And the houses, like, it's. I love it. I loved it. North bro. Georgia mountains. Like, just, uh, it's and his first book is actually based in Georgia. In Georgia, what? yeah. So, I did the first uh, book I wrote in a made-up town, Summerland, in Georgia. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. That's. Nice. I don't know why it chose Georgia. Just. I, I thought you were saying that this was naturally like a an area that had a ton of like magic. Is yeah. it? It's well, like there's the a forestry. lot of Native American, like a lot of of old like Native tribes are from here. If you I, go around the mountains and there's little places named after them, like even the white people after them kept the names kept the names so you can just it's deep-seated somehow no yeah there's a lot of spiritual and when i got here i mean i've driven through georgia and i stayed a night once but i mean you don't really that's not you don't really see anything yeah but these couple days i've been here i mean there's a real energy like magic if you want to call it in in georgia i really like it it's very powerful but yeah 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 we've had we've had a very powerful trip Mm -hmm. so far um I feel like you know Danielle has woken her her inner shaman, her inner goddess, mm-hmm. um, inner bruja. She's, her inner she's bruja. actualized. Listen, oh I told God. you what you did that night. Not a lot of people can. What did you do? Genuinely. Well, in summary, I went from a span of oh magic. I do, it's not for me because it's not given to me. Towards getting the intuition that I should listen to my inner knowing rather than my thoughts because they kept leading me here. I literally felt like I was in Plato's allegory of the cave, with my head facing the shadows. And when I realized to go with, I want to go with Antonio and sing at a tree and dance and be wild, I awoken. It was like a coming out for me, this inner fire, my wild woman. Absolutely. So. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and that feeling is certainty. That's what he told me to follow is certainty, but it's my certainty. Mm-hmm. It can't be told right. to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. But yeah, to answer you, she basically, we, she did what we would call uh, a drawing down, which is basically when you, I mean, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's ritual possession, but it's when you allow the goddess to, the, the lunar energies, the feminine energies to, to inhabit the body, or you're able to bring them down and, and bring it into a body. And she was able to do that, genuinely, because a lot of people fake it. I've seen a lot of people put on shows. There's no faking it when it actually comes down, and she did. It was very impressive. So I told them, I was just like, you uh, bonafide, actualized. Which again, the same to tie it back into the church, not to cut you off, but people get the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. Same Absolutely. It's the same thing. thing. It's the same thing. It's the same concept. It's just, you know, one gets demonized and the other one does it. You know right. what I mean? It's, a, it's quite literally the same thing. Why do you think and how do you think the current powers to be got the narrative? Because they don't want competition, to be very frank. You know, imagine it's like your narrative is we hold the power, you know, we can talk to God, we communicate to God for you, you know, you're, you know, we're the mediator. They're telling you that when the reality is, is that you are God, you are source, and you have all the power to alter and to change your own reality. If they were telling you that, what the fuck do you need them for? Right, right. So, well, I love the way the, the Hermetic Principles teaches that part. It would be like, um, right, so we're in the matrix, or we're, right. the hologram principle mathematically is what it's called, um, which has been proven. 
we don't know what the fuck it means. We don't know if it's true, but it, mathematically, it's there, and it is what it is. Um, and, and I use the reference all the time to like Shakespeare because everybody knows Shakespeare. So it'd be like if you're in Hamilton, and you realize you're within the book, and you're like, holy shit, I'm in a book. You still have your own character, and you're yeah. part Shakespeare. So it'd be really like, I think Tony's saying we're like the God God, but he's saying like we have God right. within us, but right. it's not the same as saying we are Shakespeare, right? Which is like. But that doesn't mean we don't have Shakespeare within us. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, even Jesus says that, you know. I, yeah. I, mean, I believe he's quoting the Psalms, and he says, "Do you not know that ye are gods, little g gods?" But you know, he says, yeah, yeah. "You are gods." You know, it's just like we're all fragments of of and that divine source. Why do you think modern Christians get away from Jesus's teachings? Right. So, like, like again, like Matthew ten, he's teaching people, "Yo, know, you guys can all do this." He's constantly saying, "You guys, ye are gods." Right. Like, I why th- is that demonized? I think that, I mean, to I mean, in all honesty, I feel that. How would I put it? It doesn't fit the narrative, essentially, because if you look at the teachings of it's Jesus, a narrative that the church. That the church I, I use the church, right? I'm not saying no, for anyone saying you guys go to church, right? There's, there's a lot of good stuff to it. No, there, yeah. There can be. You get what you give. So, like the people that do it the right way. There's people that there's, do it the right good way. people in the church. Yeah. I, I, and there's, I and there's will people say that, that do it the right no, way. Most of it is not, but there are right. you know some good gems in there. But um, what did you ask me? And I completed it. Um, it was why do you think? Um, oh, that the, they don't follow that Jesus. Like the actual gospels, because it seems like it's Paul's book in the Old Testament. Ironically, the one that's listened to the least is the Gospels, which is the only part that's actually Jesus's teachings. Mm-hmm. Churches are built off of all of the apostolic letters of Paul. That's the thing. And when you look at what they're talking about, you'll see why. And it's to answer your question. Paul spent all of his time criticizing and judging the secular world, which would be you know our world, the non-religious world, if you want to look at it like that, casting judgment on those type of people. Jesus was criticizing religious authorities and calling out hypocrisy in the church. You know, what would be the church? Yeah, churches? Jesus was talking shit to the church the to whole the, time. To the church leaders. So when you think about it, why would they want to teach what Jesus was saying where you're not going to look at us? Instead, we're going to use Paul's teachings, which fits who we are more, is to judge the world around us for not being as, as holy and pious as the rest of us. Because that's what Paul was doing. Right. Because Jesus says, you know, give to Caesar what's Caesar's. Basically, let the secular world do what the secular world let does. Let the secular world do what the secular if world does. If you want to be religious, mm-hmm. yo, find your fucking right. magic. But then you have Paul writing like, don't be like the world. And like, you know, like, it's just like, they're terrible people. Don't have sex with women. Like, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, so Tony but, was saying that he thinks uh, Paul was gay, which Paul's makes sense. Paul totally gay. Oh. Really, Paul's gay. Like I don't care what he said. Like, <laughs> like, oppressed like, you, man. <laughs> he was very oppressed. Like I just not. I mean, if you read the letters of Paul, like he, first of all, he has this thing, really distinct disdain for women, even to the point where he forbids his followers from having sex with women, even if they're straight, mind you. Like he followers, he's like, do not have sex with them and don't even touch them. Which is you know, why the church like is shaped. Which is, which is why Jesus the church is shaped. Lo- yeah. lo- like the mother Mary was yeah. like. Iconic, yeah. literally the whole thing. Mary, Mary is Mary is not meant. I love that you brought Mary up. Mary is not mentioned more than five times in the entire New Testament, but somehow, and you grew up Catholic, she becomes the crowning Dude, jewel like of a, like the whole Catholic. To religion. the right yeah. of the altar is Mary and her ga- mm-hmm. like they have a statue. It's like baby Jesus and Mother Mary. And Mary, there's something about Mary, bro. No, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 if you really look at Mary, and this is what I said, Mary is a starting. 
Mary is the modern image of, of Astarte, who is an old goddess, and she has all of the same depictions. She's depicted with the moon underneath her feet. Mm -hmm. She's often wearing a crown of stars. She's yeah. described as the queen of heaven. She still has these titles. And when, yeah. You, yeah, and when you look at that, that's Astarte. This is an old goddess. And so it makes sense now that the Catholics who were trying to take pagan ideas and, and yeah, read, and, right? So it's just that's the That's why bishops were I mean, Mitras, is because the, 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 the pagan yeah. mitra. And the, and the, she was the virgin, which, to your point earlier, I was thinking about that. It doesn't refer to sex particularly. No, no. It could just mean virgin blood. It could be virgin blood. Or pure clarity, or, mm -hmm. purity. Well, until Christianity came around is when virginity uh, started to mean not sex. Okay. Because before that, a virgin woman was simply a woman with no husband. Okay. So you have virgin goddesses like Diana, for example, who's described as a virgin. That doesn't mean she wasn't fucking. That mm -hmm. just means she didn't have no man. So when you look at the story of Jesus and it says it was a virgin birth, Jews, when they, in the Jewish mind, like the virgin pregnancy, that's, that's a foreign, that's a pagan idea. They right. didn't believe in things like that. A virgin was just a young woman. Mary was about between 12 and 15 years old. Right. So it's just like, it would make sense that she, you know, wasn't married. So yeah. she's just a young woman. So when you look at it that way, it, it, you know, it makes more sense that Joseph very well could have been his mortal father was why wouldn't he be i mean we also know that jesus had brothers and sisters afterwards so to continue to call her the virgin mary at that point you know if you're going by purity standards right. wasn't wouldn't make any sense right you feel me so but yeah That's i love mary i love mary though i will say yeah, that. yeah absolutely. i love mary and i love working with mary and i feel like you catholic and working with spirits little key use mary to conjure spirits it sounds oh, super, super crazy, powerful. but it, wow. it is one of my favorite things to do. And it's because of the, the Hail Mary prayer where it says now and at the hour of our death. Yeah. That means Mary is present when you die, which means soul spirits are going to see her and they're going to gravitate towards her because what they want is to move on. Mary represents that, that transitional energy. Mm -hmm. So by invoking Mary and focusing on bringing in the spirits, you're going you're gonna to see that they just kind of start to like... We did that one time. It's called death walking. And death walking is when you guide spirits to the other side. And me and my boyfriend were doing that, Sam, and we were using Mary. And that was one of the most profound, like, experiences. Like, I literally felt in that moment, like, I had become her. And I was, like, sobbing, like, ugly crying, like Sarah <laughs> Paulson, American Horror Story, ugly crying. And I just felt, like, the souls, like, passing through me. And like I like individually and like like it was just really crazy. And then that's when I understood the point of Mary. I was like, oh, she's a psychopomp. Psychopomp is a spirit designated to guide the dead. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's that, that's that's what she is. That makes so much sense. Well, that's kind of what Jesus did too, right? When he, he went back up to heaven, mm -hmm. he was Jesus guided the living, which is why he was the way. And then Mary guides the dead. Mary guides the dead. But she brought light in as well, right? Because she, she birthed light. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she, that's very much what she is to the dead, I've noticed, is she represents that, that light, that mm -hmm. hope of, of moving forward, you know, especially to souls that... That's right, praying for the dead is a really powerful way, especially to not just working with ancestors, but with spirits too. You pray for the dead and you help them transition and pass. Like, it really enriches your experience overall. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's heavy, but it's beautiful. Honestly, you know, a lot of people are really scared of doing things like that, but it, it's honestly really beautiful. Yeah, I would and be scared. Yeah, I wanted so. to ask, like, the protection element of that, because now they're going to, like, you're the channel, and then a bunch of them start coming for that, right? I mean, you don't need protection. Mm -hmm. You know, you are in that moment, and that's the thing with, with these beings. You become them, you know? So in that moment, I was Mary. 
like I was her and I was allowing them to pass through me. So like there was no fears. There was I wasn't afraid of anything. Mm -hmm. Like I literally felt like I was a beacon of light. Like I could feel it. Like it was crazy. And like I was yeah. crying because one, I felt like I was feeling like the individual emotions of the spirits passing, but also like I just felt this like the way it's like divine, like just like bliss. Like I was so overjoyed and just like overwhelmed with joy and like power. Like I, it, I was just crying. Like it was like crazy, and, you know. And now I understood like the crying Mary. It's just not crying; she's sad. It's divine ecstasy. It's it's okay. it's that connect of being connected to that is is it feels. Look, I'm really getting chills. It fills you with with so much power. Like it's it's very 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 intense. Mm. I love Mary. I really do. I love Mary. I can only compare that experience with Hecate, uh, feeling her garbage. in my body. Yeah, oh, that's what the drawing. <laughs> it's thing, it's yeah. like it's not me; it's something it's else. Something but else. she's brilliant and she, powerful. That's why when you started laughing, I was like, "She's that's it right there, that's it right there." <laughs> yeah, it's that like I don't know. You know mm -hmm. what I, you know what I'm talking about. It's You're that. overtaken and yeah. it's joyful, mm -hmm. right? It's a beautiful, it's joyful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So in that sense, you don't need protection. Protection from what? Like from a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> from, well how can we acknowledge mary magdalene yes yes uh mary magdalene was never prostitute i mean i think we can all agree on mm -hmm. that to me and uh, i mean if you read the lost gospels for example there's the gospel of mary magdalene just like there's the gospel of judas and, and that was that was taken out by the council of nicaea as well right yes the council of nicaea was very deliberate about deliberate about removing any gnostic writings Anything that seemed Gnostic, they... Anything removed. that was figured out for yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and as hard as they tried, there's still traces of the Gnosticism. Right. In, you know, even the Revelations, Gospels. The Gospels. Revelation is probably the most Gnostic text there is. And I think that's why it, it baffles still so many biblical scholars because they don't fucking get it. You know, it's just like you they don't know what it means. It's just like because you're not reading it correctly. You know, you're not, you're not getting what it is. But Mary Magdalene, I mean, according to the Gospels, was the wife of Christ. And according to the to the to these lost gospels, he revealed to her the secrets of the divine feminine. And as his consort, like you are the other half to this. And as my other half, you need you will learn these mysteries. So he reveals her to her a very specific. I'm gonna this again. A very specific um, role that women play in this spiritual kind of dynamic. So I mean, I Mary, Mary Magdalene. Like I mean, there's so many traces of her being his wife. Like it's it's crazy. You know, for example, like uh, when Jesus is giving. Uh, turns water to wine for the first time and he's at a wedding right a wedding with his mom huh? he's at a wedding with his mom he's like 13 huh? he's like he's like woman my time has not yet come no 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 that's when they that's when they call it that's when they catch him reading in the in yeah. the temple but when he's being when he attends a wedding and he turns water to wine uh it never says who's getting married but it says that jesus is sitting at the head of the table uh by mary magdalene and i mean who sits at the head of the table at a wedding the bride and the groom Right. So and then even when Jesus is, is dying, Mary, his mother, is not even present. Mary Magdalene was present. And that's because at the time that was the role of the wife. You had to be there when they go to clean up his body. Mary Magdalene and Mary, his mother, go to take care of his body in the Jewish custom at the time. That was the role of the wife and the mother. So it's just like, why is Mary Magdalene doing these wife roles? Because that was his wife. Like, it's right. like he was, you know what I mean? Whoa. She was it's with him wherever he went. She was with him wherever he went. Did he have a kid? It could have been. Da Vinci, that, that, I mean, that's Da Vinci been. code. Yeah, but I mean, why not? He was, no, Jesus right, right. was a man. Why, right. why uh -huh. wouldn't he have children? You, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? But I'm saying that's part of the Gnostic ideas that got removed because they were wanting to remove anything that made Jesus seem too human. Mm -hmm. Because remember, the story they're trying to sell is Jesus was God. So God cannot have a wife. You know, God cannot have sexual desires. 
So Mary Magdalene, oh, she's a prostitute, you know. That's that, so weird. Yeah. Well, humans create this impossible standard of perfection, and it's based on everything we literally can't do. So 100%. we're going to say Jesus is the only one that could do that. 100%. But we didn't define what perfection actually means, really. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love Matthew chapter 10, because he tells his people, like, yo, you can do what I do. And yes. even greater. Jesus was very relatable. And I think, and I love what you're saying about creating this image of perfection. And I think that's part of like the toxic nature of like mainstream religion, Christianity in particular, that it creates a standard that is literally impossible to live up to. And people are constantly beating themselves up because they can never live up to that. Whereas where you look at more pagan religions, even like in the African religions, all of the Orisha, we look at them, you can look at them as gods, but they're very human in the sense that they have flaws. You know what I mean? It's just like they have, they can be jealous. They can have human-like qualities. But I feel like that's what makes them relatable. You know, you're not trying to become like that guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's realizing that you are similar to this, you know. And I feel like I love that more than trying to relate to an impossible standard or, you know, or an imperfect thing. I know? also I love like the, uh, the, the part of the scripture. Am I about to cut you off? No. Yeah, um, you what were you gonna say? We're gonna say? I was gonna say just original sin. What about original sin? Oh, if you're a Christian, you're born with original sin. Yeah. So you're starting. You're down. Really starting down. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're really born with original sin yep. that you had nothing to do with. You had nothing to do with. And some weird, I don't know where they. Get, yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about original sin uh, yesterday because I was. She was talking about her 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 dad who is really religious, and one of the things like original sin comes from Adam and Eve, you know. So they yeah. say because of the curse. But if you really look at Genesis, it says, uh, the, I'm sorry, the church narrative teaches that Adam and Eve lived forever. Man lived forever. We were mortal. Everything was bliss, heaven on earth, and, and Eden. But if you look at the scriptures, we know that Adam and Eve were not immortal. Because right after they ate from the tree of knowledge, God places an angel and, they, and it says, stop them before they eat from the tree of life and live forever like us. So that already tells you off the rip, Adam and Eve were not immortal. They never were. They were very human. So if that's the case, then that means either the serpent was telling the truth Mm -hmm. that they would know both good and evil or God is lying because he said you'll die. So God says you'll die. But Christians say, oh, that's natural death. I mean, that's natural uh, sin. That's death entering the world. But if Adam and Eve were not immortal, then you can't argue that. You see what I'm saying? So the argument of of, of natural sin already falls apart at that point. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it goes back to the us line, too. Right. So if there's like the one creator, then who was the one watching over the garden when the one creator was gone? Well, who says, says there's I, one creator though? That's oh, right, the right. thing. Well, I'm, I'm just picking one source. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying like even using scriptures. Yeah. You know, it says even God says, "Come, let us make man in our image, in our likeness." It's true. Who's he, who's he talking to? Mm-hmm. You can't say he's talking to the angels because he's saying to look like us. That means he's speaking to people on equal playing fields. You know what I mean? If I'm sitting together with all of you guys and I'm like, let's make something like us. That means we're all the same. You feel what I'm saying? Like we're all on equal standing here. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying let's make it like us, now let's make it like me, us. Yeah. Who's he talking to? You know, right. stop them before they live forever, like us. Like gods are aliens. Telling you, <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm with you, bro. I'm, I'm telling you. Like I'm a hundred percent on board with that idea. And this I, is the simulation. This is the, this <laughs> They're this designing is the in front of our eyes. And yeah. I saw the eye. I saw. <laughs> I saw the great architect. I'm not then that. I'm, this, this is a simulation. For sure. <laughs> For sure. When we got really connected in magic, stuff was happening. On a, fireworks were going it off. It was crazy. All of, out of nowhere. You totally got to come with us next time. Certain animals would chirp. Totally got to come with us next time. Yeah, he would, he would say Hecate, who's represented by bats, and all of a sudden a bat would appear. Yeah, yeah. we did like a whole invocation, uh, and every part of the invocation 
started to happen. Like we were talking as, about as we would say in like the toads, the toad, like, and like everything happened. Like as yeah. we were, it was, it was. And then so, when we go to magic. when we got up to leave, all of a sudden the crescendo of fireworks went off. And the timing of everything, the, 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 the timing everything, of everything was, was just like, it was divinely orchestrated. It was, it like, was an orchestra. There was, there was, yeah. a, there was a, we were conductors, and God was playing the music. Mm-hmm. He's like, they got it, they got it. Keep yeah. going. They're like, yes, yes, this, yes, this, 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 this right here. Yeah. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. This, this, this. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's what I mean by following the synchronicities. Is I feel like it's constantly breadcrumbs. Are you going to get distracted? Or are you going to follow your path? And as long as you follow your calling, or your vocation, or your whatever, right? you'll find your synchronicities mm-hmm. you keep following those and they'll lead you down that'll lead you to your inner knowing mm-hmm. your inner magic because everybody has different magic right like you said like some people can just play the fucking violin that is, that's yeah. magic yeah. <laughs> like, it, honestly it is like, like the, way, the way some of these people can do it mm-hmm. like everybody has their own form of magic that we're supposed to give out mm-hmm. right like and, and I think the problem is I don't want to demonize the industrial revolution because again it's brought us this like this allows us to spread the good word which is why it's free game to people throughout the world right so it's necessary but the problem is now people the people that, that are going to benefit from it obviously want everybody in it but like it might not necessarily be for everybody the college is not necessarily for everybody I agree with mm-hmm. that you know I, mean? I like, totally agree with that like cities are awesome but so is land and mm-hmm. like creating our own crops mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? self-sustaining self-sustaining mm-hmm. if something were ever to wipe out an infrastructure myself included I'm fucking useless yeah <laughs> me too I mean I got a bunch of like cool city skills like read a million books right. I don't know how to fucking toil the ground I'm gonna go learn if I can't Google it, I'm screwed. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be eating random plants in the forest, getting poisoned and die. Poisonous mushrooms kill you. <laughs> yeah. Wrong mushroom. Like, <laughs> like I'm so hungry. Oh, my so God. <laughs> yeah. Like so, like, we, we think we're so much smarter than, like, previous, you know, time frames. Not too long ago, in the 1800s, people could live off the land. Mm-hmm. And they still had, like, many cities. We... That's that's like a per, that's two people ago. Well, you know that's the thing is I feel like a lot of like you, we think we're so much smarter because of technology because of technology. You know what that I mean? Somebody that, else created that we didn't create. Right? We don't even know how my cell phone works. Right? I don't know how my cell phone works. I don't know how much shit works. Oh, it's going through a satellite. Okay. Yeah. It's like okay, sure. Yeah. Right. Whatever that means. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. It's gonna it's gonna call you. Yeah. Five G waves. Yeah. You don't know what that means, but I feel like if we're using technology to compare, like you were saying, like. If you were to take us and, you know, trend, if we time traveled right now, we went back to, you know, I don't know, 2000 C- BC, humans would think we're fucking stupid considering, like, we can't do the most, what, you know, you, what do you mean you know how to, you, you don't know how to navigate using the stars, you moron? Like, what do you mean you don't know how to grow this? How do you not know how to hunt that? How do you know not know? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, to them, to them we're dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'd be very dumb. Or, I mean, so it's like you can't use technology, I feel like, to, to measure intelligence. Like, they were talking about, like, understanding, like, what was really remarkable about dogs? And they were saying like, oh, that, you know, what breeds of dogs are smart and what breeds are... But the thing is, is that they were talking about in the article, we're using human measurements to determine the intellect of animals. Yeah. So they were saying like, if you take a seahorse who could literally tell which current they're on just by whatever, how it feels, and they know, oh, I'm flowing south or whatever, we can't do that. So it's just like, so to a seahorse, we're stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you not know how to do that? What do you mean? How do you not you're on the Atlantic current right now? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's what Einstein said about the fish. Like, you can't judge... Like how smart one is, you can't judge it based on the fish's ability to climb a tree. To climb a tree, right? You'll exactly. live its whole life thinking it's stupid. It's stupid, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah. It's not, and I feel like we do that. I feel like that's a human flaw too. It's going back to not following the calling. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own calling, right? And and 
and I'm super successful in the industrial revolution world. So like I'm fortunate in this, right? But like some people might supposed to be out there making fucking music or yeah. like supposed to be out there because they might be able to do wonders with the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's that's yes. like I want to get back into that, but like and I'm and I'm succeeding here. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is people again. It's the I'm using the church as the boogeyman. The church isn't the boogeyman. It's we yes, are it the. <laughs> all right, maybe the church. I don't know. Like, church right, so and like, state. Um, <laughs> the the powers to be, right? This whatever. But like, we're convincing people to follow a one size fits all that's convenient for the people that are already in top, mm-hmm. and and good for them, right? Like they're on top, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the people on the bottom have to listen. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they are, and then people are ashamed of like what others might think of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, if they follow their own calling. Mm-hmm. Yes, whereas. Honestly, what happens is I, I went through this in 2007. I've been going through it now 14 years, but now others around me find their own calling. But, like, you know, like Chauncey and those guys, like, initially they all thought I was fucking crazy, like, absolutely batshit, and now they follow me mm-hmm. because I didn't give a fuck. I, I was like, yo, cool. I know what I'm being called to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a teacher because I just saw a red dot from Synesthetic that told me to be a teacher. What? Which feels but I feel divine. Like, like, That's enough of a reason. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I didn't stick it, but I did it. And then that led me down to like, I had, you know, a calling to go to Florida. Cool. I'm going to sneak into acting gigs. Met you. All right, cool. I'm going to go here. Met Garrett. Got into USL. And I just follow the signs. It's like each little breadcrumb. So it's like, initially you have to, and I was kind of telling Danielle the other day, I was like, you have a choice, right? You can be like a beautiful, like dependent, like girl. Or you can be like a powerful like goddess, you know what I mean? Powerful you're, goddess, please. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. But if you choose your greatness, you have to know people are going to talk shit along the way. Yes. And then eventually, when you stop caring what they think and you start succeeding, they won't they won't change their way until you start succeeding. Yes. And you're not going to succeed overnight, but you just keep following your breadcrumbs. You keep following your breadcrumbs. You just keep putting the work, putting the work. All right, cool. Changing course, right? You can't control. You just steer it. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Going this way. And eventually they get super inspired and then they start doing it. And like, that's, that's our Matthew chapter 10, right? Like mm-hmm. that's us inspiring the world. Like, yo, like, we're just going to follow our fucking path and figure it out. And we're going to be completely open about what we're doing while we're doing it. Yeah. Shed mm-hmm. the ego. Mm-hmm. Shed the ego. Yeah. I be struggle fearless. with that. I always think of what other people are thinking of me. That's normal. Yeah. That always. was my awakening moment yesterday. I was like, that's my cage that I created for myself was carrying what other people think they have no power over me and as a counselor I'm constantly helping people not care what other people think like your own opinion of yourself is the standard right and if you're gonna lower your values to meet someone else's you lost yourself lost yourself and you lost the inner magic you said you grew up like Catholic Mm -hmm. right so I mean they're I'm not just Catholics but I mean the church is always obsessed with image yeah, you know, so it makes sense for really mm-hmm. young. You really have to care what people think because, yeah. oh my God, what if? You know, it's I shame. hated church since I was like seven. Of course, my whole life it's I hated terrible. it. Yeah, I mean, I was getting kicked out of church for being too heretical, but you know, I <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I know I was. I used to be a youth group leader when, like, when I was like sixteen, seventeen, and I lost my group because I was being controversial. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but that was one of the things because you know, eventually, it's just kind of like you keep reading the Bible and you're like, you and keep then, reading. You're like, this is not what we're doing. This is not what we're doing. Yeah, it just didn't feel. Right. It didn't feel right. You know, it's just like you're saying these words this, are awesome right. and I'm doing something different. Like Jesus keeps saying to like question things and like do this and you guys get mad when I'm quite and I'm yeah, I'm calling out if you're telling me right, to follow right. this guy, I'm gonna follow this guy. I'm following what he's doing. Yeah, like, I'm calling out corruption where I see it. Yeah. I'm calling out the hypocrisy and the religious leaders yeah. and you guys are not liking it. 
and I got kicked out. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awkward if I stay. <laughs> right, I've truly lived the life of Jesus. You know, I think I. I <laughs> so. Poor Jesus, watching down on us, talking bad about the Pharisees the whole time, and then the Pharisees took actual Jesus, and they're like, "Oh, we can still use this. We can still yeah. use this, yeah, because that's literally what they, happened. They gave yeah. him up to die, and they're like, "Perfect, he's gone. Now we're gonna use the story. Everybody loves him. He's mine. Yeah, he's mine. Actually, this is our story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. But it has to be white Jesus with blue eyes. I never so got that either. Yeah, church. Yes. It was white. I was like, it's, Jesus was not. There's, there's white. nothing to get. Well, Luke right, there's nothing to understand about that. That just didn't make any sense. Luke was saying yesterday, if Jesus comes back, he's not going to be in the form we're expecting, at right? All. Well, the, the irony is, if Jesus came back, people like us would vibe with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And because, Christians because, would say he's not acting like Jesus. But the traditional <laughs> Christians would get mad because he'd be hanging out with bad people. He'd come up or from probably a poor family. Mm-hmm. or right, He'd come up kind of out of nowhere. Jesus would have been he born to, to immigrant parents yeah. from a low income, hanging out with pretty much everyone we're sitting out hanging with. Hanging out right with now. drug dealers and drug hookers. Drug dealers and hookers. And, you know, the outcasts of society. The outcasts of society. And one of my favorite lines is, everybody in church seems to fucking forget it. He goes, you guys... Um, I don't know exactly how he words it about John the Baptist, but it's like you guys criticized or didn't accept John the Baptist who didn't drink, and now you call the Son of Man a drunkard. A drunkard. Which mm-hmm. means if he's if he's acknowledged, he's not saying he is a drunkard. It's not anybody's listening. I'm not saying Jesus is alcoholic, <laughs> but but he's obviously <laughs> he's obviously acknowledging the fact that people are spreading rumors or think he's a drunkard, which means he got down. Right? His miracles are like wine and stuff, which right. is cool. I get down. But he like, lived his life. He lived his life. He so like, his life. And he's, he's, mm-hmm. also and water wasn't always clean back then. Yeah, yeah, that's Let's true. Not forget true. That. <laughs> Alcohol <laughs> was like a big drink because yeah, it was yeah. A, you know, it's you weren't going to get <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Actually just, yeah. Just to throw that out there. No, it's a hundred percent. Learning a little cultural relevance. Yeah. It's like, well, it's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's actually very. I mean, so he probably wasn't a drunk. By choice, it's just by default. Just the by water default. Was dirty I'm just a drug by Because you were shitting in the river. <laughs> and if you drank the water down there, you yeah, were fucked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> very true, it's actually. Very true. Yeah, I don't even consider that, actually. And, and, yeah, I don't, I don't, again, I don't consider me drunk, but it's, it's funny that he you know, has to acknowledge that. Like, yo, you guys call me a fucking drunkard and you were mad at John the Baptist who didn't drink? Like, yeah. yeah. What do you want, people? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I imagine people just always exaggerate everything. They do. Yeah. So he's hanging out with women, they're prostitutes. Right. He drank wine, drunkard. drunkard. That's what people do to each other anyway. Especially from religious people who would have been saying that. Right. You know, so it's just like, oh, I saw him drinking wine. Oh, he's a dry head and borracho. Like, he's like, I saw him yeah. just going off. Like, it's just like. The- so if Jesus came back, though, like, think of that. Like, he would be criticizing the powers to be, he'd be telling everybody to give their possessions to others. He'd be doing all these things that a lot of these people that claim to love Jesus would honestly be like, fuck that guy. Yeah, it's because they love Republican Jesus. Is he supposed to come that's, back? That's the point of the story. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't. To, in, the story, in, in, in the literal, if you're looking at biblical literalism, yes, he's going to come back on, you know, in this whole kind of thing. But if you really think about it, the second coming of Christ had already happened, right? So Jesus refers to, I believe, Isaiah, and he says, and you shall see the Son of Man uh, coming on the clouds and bringing judgment. And he says that again, and it's brought up again in Revelation. Coming on the clouds and bringing judgment was a reference to God, right? But coming on the clouds is also coming in messages or through people. So the second coming of Christ was more metaphorical because if you think about it, after his death, Christianity exploded. And he says that the kingdom would reach over around the world. So, I mean, really, the second of Christ, coming yeah. Christ already happened. It just happened in the metaphorical sense that and it's his message. He spread and returned, you know, in this new as king of kings and lord of lords because Christianity absolutely became the dominating 100%. religion. 
of the world still is to this still day. Still is, yeah. You know what I mean? So in a way, if you look at yes, he did come back already. So I feel like, you know, that's why. That's I, very interesting. Yeah, there's something called, I think it's uh, preterism. Uh, and it's the belief that all apocalyptic prophecy has already been fulfilled at the time. Like uh, where Jesus talks about the signs, he talks about uh, the destruction of the Jewish temple, which happened, if I'm not mistaken, in 40 AD, exactly as he said it would. Not one stone left on top of another. The Jews would be scattered everywhere after they just, just like he talked about. So everything really happened at the time. You know, the, the Antichrist, we know that it was that it was Nero's, you know, or Caesar, if I'm not mistaken, the 666. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Nero. Because uh, Nero was the one killing Christians, you know what I mean? So it's just like, so all of Revelation, all of that was written, coded, so that the Romans didn't understand, you know, the messages that they were, they were talking about. They were talking about Rome. Everything refers to, everything that Christians now is apocalyptic already happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just waiting for this fiery judgment yeah. to happen, but yeah. that's a distraction to me because the yeah. truth is you can make heaven on earth. Right. You're supposed to bring it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Jesus' teaching. Like, right. We can make heaven on earth. Right. And my whole thing is like the, the Bible... I presume is cyclical the same way the universe is yes so i think you start off you know god's our father kicks us out of the house i go get a fucking job right like the toil of the earth yeah literally in a sense toil of the earth metaphorically work all this goes down his son comes teaches us the way to do it and now we have to go back and recreate it back in the beginning mm -hmm. like toil of the earth like recreate it all right cool we went through yeah. the bad part on the way back mm -hmm. and, and that's where well, that's what i'm trying to do yeah <laughs> yeah right. But even going deeper into that, looking at the Gospel of Thomas, he said the kingdom of heaven is within, right? Within, yes. Yes. We have to find peace within ourselves, right. acknowledging there is a devil in us, there is a shadow side, 100%. but it's the integration of those that creates that balance in the world. There yeah. is inherent evil, but there's also the opposite, the light. Where does the evil come from? Because you were saying you don't mm -hmm. subscribe yeah, to no, the I devil don't, ideology. I, don't believe, I mean, humans have been doing <clears throat> evil things. Is it just almost forever. necessary because you have like light yeah. and darkness, yeah. life I mean, and yeah. death? I mean, and hermetic principles talk about the ebb and flow. The balance. So you have to have the good to balance the evil or else good wouldn't exist. Like I was right. telling Danielle yesterday, like in the African traditional regions, like in Santeria and you know, those kinds of things, evil is the absence of what is good. But they're both two parts of the whole. Like there's yeah. not one that can be without the other. Right. So it's like even. It's for reference. Right, exactly. So like even the spirits and things like that, they're not good or evil. You know what I mean? It depends on what you're asking them to do. They're not, we, we conceive what is good and what's evil. You know what I mean? Like the angel in one story could be a demon to somebody else. Right. It's really about your perspective and like what's happening. You know what I mean? It's just like, if, you know, if, if, if someone wrongs me, for example, and I, let's say I go and I send spirits their way, there are people gonna be like, these are evil spirits coming after me. They're not, you, they're evil to you because they're bringing harm to you. But they're serving me and my purpose, so they're they're a okay in my ah, book. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like everything is really it's perspective. like is perspective and how you're looking at it. Everything is neutral. It's you as a person ultimately determines how you're going to use something, how you're going to to do something. That kind of like the Buddhist you know? view. Yeah, that's where it puts the responsibility in your hands. And I love that you s talked about how the devil is within you, because if you think about it, look at but if God's within the devil has to be too. Yes, but also look at how every time the devil has been referenced when something happens. Oh, the devil that the devil is making me really the devil is your own desires yeah. that you refuse to act on. So because you cannot act on these desires, they consume you, they torment you, they, and it feels oppressive. And Christians, religious people say this is the devil. It's not. It's just this is your own repressed desire. 
and you're calling it the devil. You know, that's why like back then, like if a woman let her hair down, like that was the devil tempting people. It's just like, no, the devil there is your own lust yeah. and your desire. It's not the girl. It's not the girl. It's the guy who's it's, like, ooh, right. really? And it's like. And he knows that for whatever reason that he can't get her or whatever. Yeah. And oh, that's the devil. She's the devil. No, she's, she's tempting not. me. Yeah. She's tempting me. No. It's like you're tempting yourself. You're tempting yourself. <laughs> exactly. And you don't want to act on it. So it's a conflict for you. Mm -hmm. oh, that's there's, interesting. And there's the devil. You and know what I'm you saying? You don't have to act on it. It's just the acknowledgement that it exists. That it and exists. then your responsibility mm -hmm. to and choose right. the greater path for mm -hmm. you. Right. Exactly. A oh, thousand percent mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, I mean, the devil is really, the devil has always been the carnal or the, uh, how would, you, how would you even put that? I guess the shadow that we don't want to acknowledge. You know what I mean? Some, I mean, some people have evil intentions and yeah. they say that's the devil. No, you're just a fucked up person. You yeah. know, like that, that's just, and until you acknowledge that, you're going to keep scapegoating. The devil's a goat, right? You're going to yeah. keep scapegoating and blaming the devil. Right. When really it's you the whole time. It's always been you. That's, and scapegoating. That's, we were talking about last night. Mm hmm they just put the blame on somebody and call him the devil. Scapegoating right. makes perfect Scapegoating. sense. Yeah, he, they, Go, yeah, they blame everything on the devil instead of taking responsibility for yourself. And that's the reason why the world you know? hasn't healed itself. Exactly. It and can't, that's what makes un can't until people look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, yeah, Dustin, pour yourself. Karma's, Karma's a not a bitch, it's a mirror. It's a mirror, exactly. The, you, everything that's, is a that mirror. That was powerful. It that was is. so powerful. And that's that's actually I'm gonna tattoo them. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I was th that's, no, that's, that's a powerful that, that statement. Is, that's a very yeah. powerful. Because that's statement. so true. It is. Mm -hmm. Conor McGregor was like, he's gonna leave. On, he's gonna leave on a stretcher. Conor McGregor left on a fucking left stretcher. Left on a stretcher. Sit, sitting down, trying to throw bullshit lines out, and why he lost. Dude lost. Got his got his ch like kick checked. Yeah. Planted his foot later, and it broke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He hadn't been putting the work in for the last five years. Tried to put it in, <laughs> in six months. Overdid it. Probably weakened his shins in the training, trying to get his legs ready for kicks. Because he had to overdo it because he took five years off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, he connected on two, and on the third one, Poirier yeah. checked it. And, and then, then he pointed. He literally he did. He was yeah. like, he's like, got you, bitch. Yeah, he's like, I know that hurt. Yeah. He felt it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like life, the gods, whatever you want to call it, will always humble you. And, that, and I feel like that's one thing that's consistent. Like, no matter what, the gods hate arrogance. The spirits hate arrogant people. And they will make sure you get checked every time you get a little bit too big headed. Right. And so yeah. that humility factor, but I feel like humility comes in again, being okay with yourself, you know? It's hard to hate something when you understand it. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people have, hate so many parts of themselves because they don't want to understand that part it. of them, so they repress it. This is bad, I don't want to, I don't, I shouldn't, it's just like, no, like that's just part of who you are. Yeah, you feel think, I mean? think like, of any animal or person that's repressed. They hate the person repressing them. Yes. So their inner part hates themselves. And then yeah. they call it that. Yes. You're that. in a mental you well, know, tug of war. In counseling, I do something called parts work. So it makes a figure to the part people hate of themselves. But mm. we're owning it. And we're giving it a name. Like, that's my angry part. Mm. And that was developed in my childhood because my mother talked to me this way. So it normalizes this angry part that they hate. And we can integrate it with integrate the part it. that they love yes. or the part they're trying to become. And they find wholeness mm -hmm. inside. Because it's a it's a part of you. That's why mm -hmm. I like the and I've said it a million times. It's the Western idea creates this narrative of good versus evil, which is super toxic when you're when you're trying to think spiritually. Because then it creates this I hate half of myself because half of myself is bad. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Way to put it: accepted versus hit. Accepted versus what? Like an accepted part of yourself versus a hid part of yourself. Yeah. Instead of good versus evil. 
Yeah, the, wor- not, the wording is important, right? The wording is important because when not, it's evil, it's the enemy, right? When it when it's hit, it's like cool, why, right? right? We're masons. People think it's uh, ironically he does do magic. Well, but you're, like, you're not the thirty third degree yet. You but don't like, know. Right, we don't know yet. Like I said, <laughs> like, we haven't gotten to the Antonio's a rarity. <laughs> to be clear, like anybody listening, Antonio's a rarity. Um, the, the masons this aren't that, fair, but, but because I was just joking. Actually, the masons you have to believe in God even to get in. Yeah, that's very true, and it's super like almost like. Kind of Christian-y. Yeah, very, very Christian-y, right? Um, the irony is because they don't openly tell every single person what they're doing, now now they're bad people. When really they're like the good guys behind the scenes trying to help everybody. Yeah. Like, that would be the easiest way i describe the Masons, the good guys behind the scenes protecting you from yourself. Mm-hmm. And going back, I mean, going back to the, the shadow thing, I mean, people have this idea, like, you have to beat your shadow and overcome your shadow and become better than it. It's just like, that's not the fucking point. Right. You're going to be forever at war and at odds with yourself if that's what you think you have mm-hmm. to do. It's like you said, it's about integration of the shadow. I keep it's, thinking about Harry Potter when him and Voldemort merge. When they merge, yeah, that's exactly. That's the only way out, like, basically. Yeah, the only way out mm-hmm. is, to, is to merge with it, is to, is to flow into it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and he wanted more powerful that way, you know what I mean? And, and, you know? after he lost his powers after destroying it. But, uh, he did. He, he wound up more powerful, and I think that's kind of like the point. You know, yeah. It's integration of the shadow creates wholeness, you know, and accepting that. I think you can't, it's like, I think Key to Magic, you asked me earlier too, if you cannot change your inner world, you have no power to change your outer world. Mm. So The mustard like, seed, the God yeah, is within That's the mustard you, right? seed. If you can't change in here, when you, you will have you no power here, to affect the outside. Right, exactly. If you, if you can mm-hmm. change that in there, you can change yes. the outer world. Yes. Because this is a hologram. It is. Scientifically, mathematically, we don't know what the fuck it means. Like, if you guys don't believe me, you can look up hologram principle, go to scholarly journals. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson even talks about it. Um, Elon Musk. Elon, Elon mm-hmm. Musk. Although he's not technically truly a physicist, although he's brilliant and engineer. But um, when Scott and I first I became friends, Lex Luthor. Jeff Bezos looks like Lex Luthor. Uh, Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, dude, you could be a cool guy. I'm not saying that. Like, if you're listening, that's Jeff Bezos. We um, <laughs> but like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bezos thing just got distracted. I don't even remember what I was saying. Um, Lex Luthor. No. Integration. Fast forward. I don't know. Moving, <laughs> moving forward. It was. The uh, like, took us away. Yeah, like, Amazon. I got a couple packages I showing up this week. <laughs> I think he glitched us from talking. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like erased. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's They're just, getting too close to source. Oh, like, um, <laughs> the mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just kind of, you know, again, the mustard seed. Jesus always references faith and heaven as like the mm-hmm. mustard seed. And it's it's when you learn how to truly change your inner world mm-hmm. you can change the outer world and if the outer world is what mathematics shows and quantum physics is real like this is the principle right it's like all the observer creates the reality it would make sense that we can alter this paradigm this matrix yes. or this this hologram yeah a hundred percent that's why i told you in the guest it's like i don't know how it works i don't know why that's why i like the answer when i asked you and you said that i was like cool yeah i believe you yeah because i I because no one does know no one no i'd be bullshitting if i was like yes it's that i don't know because you can have the omens and ignore them mm -hmm. and just be like i'm a rationalist and things just happen Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that i was talking about this and this happened Mm -hmm. and i guess mathematically the probability just lined up and you chose to pick that out and 
But the point is, the reality comes from you picking it out. Right. Because that's your experience. That's your experience. So regardless of, you could even go mathematically and say, yeah, that was the one in whatever chance, and it happened, and I paid attention, and I hold that on, Mm -hmm. but it changes my actual, my interaction with the world. So, which makes it real. Yeah, right, that that actually makes it real. Absolutely, because you could have like a scientist say, you know, it's all bullshit. Right. You're just doing a chant, and you know, and it's like, yeah, but if I'm actually changing the energy and the electromagnetism, it's real. It's real because I'm affecting it. Right, it's real. If yeah. it's happening, to, it's it is real. Because I'm more like a realist. Mm-hmm. Like when you say God's in everybody, I just think quantum physics, particle physics. The more we learn about science, the more you prove that everything is connected. It's connected on a, on a biological and like right. electromagnetic level. If you just looked at it from electrons, mm-hmm. protons, neutrons, everything would look the same. Mm-hmm. So and then we yeah. we see everything differently, mm-hmm. but everything's made up of the same material. And we're there's no part of. I mean, I like the we said I was saying amongst us that there is no part of us that is not of the gods. And yeah. it's it's true. I mean, even on the line of what you're saying, yeah, our bodies is a makeup of, of everything. That's what I'm saying. It's you know, so science like, proves that proves that. So <laughs> it makes sense that we are connected to all of this. When we were on, the, I had the the mission of yesterday of connecting with the ancestors. Remember, I told you I was like I started going back, and then I it, it clicked on me. Spirits were saying, the, the the rocks, the trees, these were the first ancestors because we come from the ground. This is this, right. there's our minerals, our bones. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. Like, so it makes yeah. sense that we have this connection to our environment mm-hmm. because we come from the environment. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Which is why like, mushrooms are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luke slowly converted. I mean, I'm converted. I, well, I had done them like probably five or like five or six well, times most, on most my people, own. Most people do them for fun, which is cool yeah. as shit. Anyway, yeah. does them for fun? Not knocking. I just do them to connect. To no, the yeah, I think that's the yeah. Going up to that mountain and just do it with the purpose of connecting, I feel like you get yes. you really get the I've point never tripped with a purpose. Tripping with a purpose. Although is a last time we kinda really, did really and that helped me a lot. Yeah, exactly. And you like, like, figured life out. Watching you like, figure out watching him figure out life while on mushrooms. Bro, I feel like I was watching Tommy Boy in real life. Yeah. I was like crying, laughing. Yeah. Jeremy just being like, like oh, I just felt it all happening. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Make it make sense. It's like hitting it, like, make it well, make there's sense. A, there's a, what do you call There's a 14th century, oh, I can't think of There's a 14th century fresco painting of Adam and Eve at the Tree of Knowledge. And the Tree of Knowledge in that painting is a mushroom. Oh, no. Of yeah. course. Yeah. The word it's mushroom like, is interchangeable in cool. Hebrew. Uh, like, what does that tell you, though? Like, that's, like, what does that tell what, you? The word mushroom is interchangeable in Hebrew with fruit. With fruit. Um, so the fruit of the tree, again, and, and just And again, like, let, let's look at nature, right? So trees communicate with themselves, right? It, most people know that. If you don't, trees communicate themselves with their roots. We say they communicate with themselves. What they do is they send in their roots in the ground to the mycelium, which is mushroom roots in the ground. They send the information that's needed in the mushrooms send that to the other trees mm-hmm. it's actually the mushrooms connecting everything hmm. and when you when you eat the mushroom i mean again i think everything is symbolic right i don't know if anybody's never done it if you haven't google trees and lungs and and look oh, at that yeah. and look at the images it's the same fucking thing mm-hmm. or like even our neurons look yeah like n- neurons structure. and like galaxies right mm-hmm. like everything mushrooms look like dicks <laughs> right spores with the sp- <laughs> it's, it's the earth it's the earth's dick right so like <laughs> It, whatever it's, it's funny it is funny but like are you the same you got dicked down by the earth bro yeah mother earth is fucking me for the first I time <laughs> i just got fucked by mother earth right. so like <laughs> but like think about it right? so like the spores the spores actually go to your brain and they actually reconnect you and reconnect you to nature and everybody thinks like your brain's going crazy um and now all these studies are showing they're starting to decriminalize them and they're good with um actually they're huge with business and 
Depression. Um, depression. Yeah. Uh, PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. PTSD. Um, people that are dying for cancer are no longer afraid. Mm-hmm. They still know they're going to die. It's not changing that, but they have a new appreciation. But from just like a, a personal, like, own beneficial standpoint, it increases brain uh, brain connectivity and speed, um, decreases uh, dead dead matter. They think it actually might be the cure to Alzheimer's, um, and increases gray matter and, and brain density. Mm-hmm. Right. And think of what mushrooms also do for the earth. They kill the dead. They, they eat the they dead eat the material. Dead material. There's new mushrooms that are now eating plastic. Um, Whoa. And, and saving the landfills. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah th- these yeah. new mushrooms just fucking up like a period. They also, um, psilocybin, they bl- can live on asteroids. So, like... Because um, uh, they're vibing in a vacuum? So, um, I don't... Yeah, apparently. Because the, the spores just hold on and wait until they get into, like, a collision. Oh. Or are they, like, frozen So, so who, who knows, who knows what, what's, what spurred life but if god's dick <laughs> right the, at the asteroid hits the earth and the spores i mean you know mushrooms like cause changes yeah. right that could be what starts causing life mm-hmm. within the atmosphere because it was already ready for it and then it causes a, a connection and, and you kind of like see things and like understand things and it also in psychology um there's a term called it's actually it's just a corny name but it's called the default default setting so when i'm looking at the wall Right, and I'm hearing everything, and, I, and I'm talking. As my brain processes it, it goes to—I forget the part of the brain—but um, it puts it in like this regulator, and it's called the default setting. So, if you do mushrooms. What people think is like your brain's at a higher speed, your connectivities are faster, but there's actually less happening. It gets rid of the default setting, and you just sense things as they are. That's why you see. That's why like things taste better, and you see clearer. It actually improves your eyesight. Your, your yeah. yeah, all my senses. Yeah, the senses, especially the eye, like the, the sharpness of things. The like sharpness. Yeah, yeah, yeah the sharpness. And the sense of touch. Mm-hmm. sense of touch. Like everything, you just feel you, things. You feel it, yeah, like the vibration almost. Like you feel because, it. Because yeah. it doesn't have to go through that regulator. There's no third party being like, all right, this is filter, cool. Filter, like we talked there, about. There's mm-hmm. no filter. There's no filter. It just comes in and, and whatever. That's why I love it. Anybody has no mushrooms, it's, it's almost like being high, but you're more, co- more coherent almost. Yeah, I don't feel. I mean, I don't. I mean, I haven't done a crazy. I did regular yeah. dose, but I don't feel like out of my mind. I mean, no, no, no. You, 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 know f- you mean? feel like, way more coherent. I feel, I yeah, more. I feel more like focused and like in connected to everything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like. You know, yeah, no, it's not what people think. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. not. It's really, it's, really it's not, not what people think at all. That's why, in like in in um, Silicon Valley, uh, instead of Adderall, what the uh, the top like level like business owners do is they they microdose microdose shrooms. So like in, instead of getting the what I love, like the more hallucinatory or, mm-hmm. or whatever effects. They get the giddy. They they just get the brain speed and the functioning, which is like a huge business thing right now. It's like microdosing, which would be what actually gets it legalized. And the creativity. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like uh, artists, I think artists should do like heavy amounts um, <laughs> for the creativity. Listen, the snog in here, I'm going to hit that second book like, we barely even <laughs> talked about Tony's book, yeah. oh, no, um, but man, yeah, if you guys, if you guys are looking for an awesome book to read, uh, Magic, and, and just it, it's so cool. It's called The Gospel of Noah. Um, obviously, he's got a super church background, so like there's all these different references and stuff like that. Um, but it's called The Gospel of Noah. It's going to be a three part series. It's it's well, one it's, of the best books I've ever read in my life. Oh, thank you, but it's more. Th- it's more than three books. It's, I'm do- I'm playing off of the. So there's going to be four initially, which are going to be the four gospels, and then oh shit, the fifth one after that. Instead of because after in the gospels comes the Acts of the Apostles, but this one's going to be the Acts of the Apostates. 
and then afterwards it'll tie it up with the revelation of the final character. So it'll and then everything will tie up from there. Obviously, biblically. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. it's a, yeah, that's how that's how I laid them out. So they're, all the gospels will change. So the first one's Noah. The next one is the Gospel of Levi, and then the Gospel of Abel, and then the Gospel of Eli, and, and then the Gospel of Abel is the first one you wrote. No, the first one I wrote. Yes, yes, the Gospel of Abel is the first one I wrote, and then that's when I realized that that's actually the third one. <laughs> so then I had to write backwards, and I wrote the Gospel of Noah. Wow. So awesome. yeah, it's weird how that happened because I was writing. I was telling the other day. I was. I finished it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is totally the third one. This is not even the first one." Because I don't. I don't want to spoil it and give it away too much. How would you describe your book to Jeremy or, or the listeners? Or what? What do you hope they get out of it? Maybe not even describe it. Mm-hmm. To me, man, honestly. So I don't know. Gerald Gerald uh, Gardner, wrote, like, the founder of my tradition, he wrote this book a while ago, a long time ago, in like the forties. For those that are listening, what's your tradition? Gardnerian. Gardnerian. It's a so tradition within witchcraft. Yeah. So Gardner wrote a book called High Magic's Aid. And what he did was uh, he wrote about actual witchcraft presented through the lens of fiction. So that's pretty much what I was doing with that book. So it's just like I wanted to write a book, one, that if you practice, you're going to be able to pick up on a lot of things and be like, oh, shit. Oh, I see. You know, I see what he did there. But also something that, you know, anyone else could read as well. But the point of it is I wrote it in a way that is to make you kind of wonder, like, this is sounding, you know, it's a little too real sounding, you know, like, like what's up with this? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, if there was any takeaway from reading it, I would be is to look further, you know, dig deeper. You know, my stories are not just stories. You know, I write very deliberately, very intentionally, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying things. Of course. You know? So, I mean, Noah was very much a story about, I mean, it was very cathartic for me because I feel like I was just writing a lot about myself because I see a lot of myself in Noah. Um, but for me, Noah was all of my weaknesses are, you know, where I questioned myself and he essentially a lot of self questioning, a lot of self questioning and self worth questioning until he finds his own power. Is the mom like your mom? Oh yeah. Mama's (laughs) that's that's what I figured. Mama's very much like my own mother. Um, but yeah, he finds his own power and, you know, and, and, and his own standing and he becomes king of the witches. Yeah. by the end which Antonio so, is the priest of his coven I am a high priest I run a coven uh, back home in Miami with my high priestess yeah. and, and so again kind of like the magic it's called the Gardenarians Gardenarians it's, it's, it's earth yeah. it's, it's just natural just natural laws and earth I need to come down there and figure some shit get, out get your mind listen, blown you, listen you, you let me know or I'll come back up here and we'll, we'll do some I mean yeah as much as I can do with you because there are things you know I can't do with you but yeah, right right one. Um, I, I know Amanda we got another show coming into the uh, the studio um, so guys I, I just want to thank Danielle Tony for, for being on the show no, it was absolutely for awesome you. yeah no of thank course. you this is awesome yeah, of course. This is, for yeah. this platform <laughs> yeah it's very cool I love it I, I told Jeremy on the way here I was like just get ready to get your fucking mind blown now, the, the, we're gonna it's gonna go it's gonna off air for everyone this is our conversation is gonna continue you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, as, no, as soon like, as the headsets come off I was yeah, gonna say, like, I was like, it's I gonna get go real get weird get a chocolate and go yeah freaking walk in the woods right now yeah. I mean I'm, um, I, I'm here for it so guys I just want, again I want to thank everybody for listening we call it free game um, this came to me through a, a vision in 2019 or a feeling I guess you could call it mushrooms um, anyways and it was free because it was gonna be unrestricted in game life, right? I wanted to spread the good word in, in the best way I knew how to do it. It was kind of, I just somehow thought that this was going to end up happening. Um, our good friends at American Radio, or not American Radio, <laughs> Business Radio X. Sorry, Amanda. Um, and uh, I want to wish Mike, man, um, the best of luck. He's out in Tokyo. Um, oh, wow. So, so the owner of the studio is actually in Tokyo for the Olympics. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's super so cool. cool dude. Yeah. Super professional. Honestly, anybody's in the Atlanta area looking to have a podcast, I strongly suggest you, you connect with them. Um, try to work out some kind of business deal with them. They're, they're awesome, man. 
Um, the studio is top notch. We're in Sinesta Radio. And then I also want to just thank all, all of our previous guests, man, from, from Rock all the way to Mike, oh, yeah. um, from, from number one to what episode is this? Five? Six? I think it's five. I think it's five. No, I think six, right? Because we had Rock, Kevin, um, C. Joe, and Mike, then, and then Mike, and, then and Ali. So this is six. six. Yeah, wow. yeah. So we're at number six. Dang. Dang, yeah. Satan's number. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're number six, dude. <laughs> This, this is not saying I know. We it's gone. It's gone. We love God. No, because before this shit gets cut up, <laughs> like just somebody, somebody's gonna see this shit and worship clip it, the devil, and they're gonna be like, "See, I, I told, I told you all Masons were devil worshippers." I told you. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to thank everybody again, guys, um, and thank you very much, Amanda. But uh, guys, that that's free game episode six. Very, very synchronistically for for whatever you guys want to <laughs> read into it, but it, but it is episode six, and, and it ha- things happen the way they're supposed to when you let them. Truly, um, and I hope everybody listening, you guys find your own magic and follow the synchronicities, follow the connections. <laughs>